song here. I didn't plan one for this week, so I apologize. It's okay. I was like, I mean, when you get up at 4.30 in the morning to shovel four inches of snow in October, your brain just says, you know what? Singing is for the birds. So is getting up at four in the morning mm -hmm. to shovel snow. Hi, everybody. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Intro. No, you go ahead. <laughs> you go ahead. <laughs> Do the intro and then we'll talk about something. Okay. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning, dear listeners. <laughs> it's us. It's Anna. And Melissa. And we're Northern Frights. We're the podcast that talks about creepy, spooky, spooky, train time, crude. Oh, boy. Hold on one second, everybody. I have my microphone stuck in my mask. I'm sure that just sounded like whoa, 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 Reset. We're the creepy, true crime, paranormal, spooky time podcast that talks about, you know, all that stuff in the Midwest. Do you know where the Midwest is, everybody? I always ask this every time. It's like Dora the Explorer and Mr. Rogers put together in a podcast that talks about murder. <laughs> I'll tell you where it is. It's Minnesota. It's Wisconsin. It's northern and southern Dakota, as we <laughs> always know. It's uh, Michigan. Did I say Iowa? Mm, Iowa. Um, sometimes it's Tennessee, if you're Alyssa. <laughs> and then, like, other states that are just, like, around there, so. Excellent. Thank you. Those are probably the best introduction we've had. Where'd it go? And the entire time we've done this podcast. It's okay. Did you, I just almost fell asleep while I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> like, all of a sudden my eyes started going cross-eyed, and I was like, uh-oh. Speaking of which, that's one of the subjects I wanted to bring oh, up. Oh, yeah. Right upon Anna and I arriving at work, <laughs> we both had a conversation with each other. Mm -hmm. I said, Anna, I'm very grumpy today. <laughs> and I was like, Alyssa, I'm also very grumpy today. <laughs> So don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. She's like, good, me too. <laughs> <laughs> like, my favorite part though was like, I come in to the office, you're at your desk, and you're like, hey, and I just scream, <laughs> <laughs> which is like our that's pretty much our friendship. Yes. I'm kind of like it's like, you know what it kind of reminds me of? What? You remember um, Elmira from Tiny Tunes? Myra? Did you ever watch Tiny Toons? Tiny Toons? Yeah. Okay. She was the girl that was like obsessed with animals and she's like wanna have them all as pets. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like <laughs> <laughs> Which one am I? <laughs> <laughs> am I the obsessed one? Maybe, but but yes. but mm -hmm. I'm, it's more of a case of just like you're you've caught me, I'm a feral <laughs> creature in the wild. <laughs> And you're very, you're like, I love you, friend. And I'm just like, put me back in the wild. That's where I belong. Are you your cats in human that's form? That's probably why. I've been around my cats for how many months now? <laughs> These sto this story sounds very familiar to what you've told me your cats yeah. do. <laughs> like the video that I sent you yesterday. Yes. And so Birdie, little beast. Yep, there she is. That's my room. Pretty cute. And red hair. Yeah, and then you wear a little bow tie that's got like a skull on it. Yeah. Um. So Birdie, the, the cat that I put on my ins or Instagram, my Instagram, <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> but on the Instagram, yes. Uh, the other day, 
she was not going to stop bothering me while I was working. So I took this, you know those like things that you can wrap around like your arm to help with like swelling yeah. or whatever? Yeah. Just pain in general. I took that and I wrapped it around Birdie mm -hmm. and just kind of like it's like a little sweater. <laughs> and I was just like, are you going to stop bothering me? And she's like, please help. I mean, it wasn't tight or anything. No. Like I'm not, I'm not abusing my kids. not abusing my kids. Nor do you endorse No, I do not. Um, but it was, she, I was just like, are you going to stop bothering me? Are you going to calm the hell down? And she was just like, fine. So then I released her back into the wild. I like that she answered you. Yeah. Wow, wow. Um, when I saw it, TBH, mm -hmm. yeah. I thought it was a straight jacket. I mean, <laughs> sort of. I mean, it didn't have her like, arms yeah. or anything, but. I tried to get her, like, one arm, or, like, I kind of did it around her chest yeah. area, so, like, she could at least walk yep. and stuff. Also, I kind of forgot where the story was going. <laughs> That's how tired I am. Yeah. Oh, and my other thing was, um, we had record snowfall here. Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport, yeah. it was 7.3 inches was it? in one day. So that's what I was going to question. I don't think you got four. Yeah, it was probably... More. You got more than four. I got more than four. It's so <laughs> exciting. I think what, was the, what made it worse is that it's a wet snow. Yeah, heavy. So it's heavy and like it packs down. Yep. I mean, it's perfect if you want to make a snowman or if you want to throw some like snow at somebody. Mm -hmm. But when you're trying to shovel it out of your driveway... It's heavy. It's heavy. Backbreaking. My, I was like, am I gonna have a heart attack here? Are they gonna find me? <laughs> just like in my <laughs> falling over. Just on my back, just like help. Legs up in the air. My neighbor's gonna come out and just be like, I need help. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't like this. Oh my. So our neighbors have a dog. Yeah. And she was wearing a coat this morning. Really cute. She's playing out in the snow. She was Adorable. super excited. She loved it, huh? She was having a great time. Yes. She's like her little coat on, just whipping around through the snow. <laughs> I love that so much. So I have a little puppy Chihuahua who's uh, at least 15 pounds, mm. I would think. Mm -hmm. Zena's thinner and a little bit bigger. She weighs 12. Okay. Layla's smaller but chunky. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Anyways, it's fine. Layla goes outside. In her sweater, because I forced it onto her. Because mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> it's cold. Because it's cold. And we go outside, and Zena, you know, does her stuff, goes inside, and then Layla's like, hey, um, I'm actually a polar bear. <laughs> I don't want to live out here. <laughs> she was just br middle of the snowstorm or whatever mm -hmm. yesterday, just like, doo doo doo. <laughs> it's the middle of July. It's lovely. <laughs> this is a wonderful, perfect day for me. Thank you. I'm like, Hey, mom is cold. <laughs> My tootsies are freezing. Can we go inside now? No. Ah, oh, this is the best weather for me, actually. Yeah. Well, it's like Birdie forgets every year that winter happens. Okay. And she loves to go sit out on her front porch, mm -hmm. which is enclosed. I should yep. know. Yep. Point that out. And so she's like, put me on the porch. And I'm just like, Birdie, it's like two degrees outside. There's a snowstorm going on. She's like, I don't think you understand me. Put me on the porch. So I like open up the door. She like promptly goes out there for two seconds and then whips back inside. Oh like, God. what happened? What is that? It's white. It's what? heavy. It's cold. It's cold. I don't understand this. And so I'm just like, all right, Z, did you learn your lesson? No, we had to do that all over again, like three times yesterday. <laughs> You're like, never listen to me. <laughs> and then I put her in the straight jacket. <laughs>
for fun tips. Sounds good. Fun tips. Oh boy. <laughs> That's what we just did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blame it on the Tucker though. Yeah. All right. Here, oh, 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 hold on. I gotta put on my microphone, everybody. Hold on one second. All right, we're gonna do paper, rock, scissors. Sure, okay. One, two, three. Oh. One, two, three. Paper, beats, rock. You I won. get to go. I get to go. <laughs> That's like the first time I feel like you won in a yeah. long time. <laughs> I feel like I won. I win. You won. All right. All right. So I'm continuing on about Deadwood, South Dakota. As you yes. remember from last week, mm-hmm. we left off with uh, the story of the Fairmont Hotel with Vinegar Rowan. Yes. So now we're going to talk about the Adams House slash museum. The Adams House was originally owned by W.E. Adams, a former mayor of the town. His wife, daughter, and granddaughter died within 48 hours of each other in 1925. Wow. I don't know what it was, I don't see it. Um, He then remarried in 1927 to Mary, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Visage, um, who was 44 years younger than him. Which I put in parentheses. No thanks. Um, when Adams died in 1934, Mary closed up the home and moved out, telling friends that the home was haunted. Mm-hmm. Mary Adams said that she could still hear her husband walking around the upper floors of the Adams house. Um, she had left the house untouched with all of its contents still inside. Mm-hmm. It sat empty for about 50 years until it became bed and breakfast, and then later a museum. Um, a shadowy man has been spotted on the stairs as well, so that might be him. I think, I think Mary said that she's, she saw that at some point, but I can't remember exactly. Okay. Um, people have claimed hearing voices coming from other rooms in the house. They've heard footsteps as well. Um, they've seen a tall shadow of a man in the upstairs bedroom window, which kind of gives me, um, bowler man, bowler hat man vibes from the Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Remember that? I didn't finish it. It's fine. It's fine. An employee claims they saw the apparition of W.E. Adams. Um, Another employee claims that they saw the rocking chair of Mary's rocking by itself, which I think Mary also reported as well. Okay. Um, Paranormal investigators saw shadow figures during an investigation and heard footsteps on the back steps, door slamming, voices, and whistling. And in an original, excuse me, let's try that again. An investigator said they heard the whistling and whistled back. Um, the original whistler then responded to their whistling. Which also, note, whistling creeps me right the heck out. So that's an extra no thanks for me. <laughs> I love that side note. <laughs> creeps me the heck out. Right the heck out. Right the heck out. Right the heck out. I agree. Yeah, anytime I hear like whistling, I'm just like... Please be a person and not a dead person. Oh, okay. So you're okay with it. It just keeps starts. It like, creeps me out. out. Yeah, like sometimes I'll find myself whistling, but it's usually like like super nervous. My I'm like, was that me? Am I alive? That you whistled. Okay, but that is the Adams House. Okay. So now I'm moving on to the Franklin Hotel. Um, the Franklin Hotel was built in 1903 on Deadwood's Main Street. That's where it's located. Okay. Um, guests and employees have heard footsteps when no one is nearby. 
people as a report being feeling stared at. Oh, no. One legend states that a maid quit on the spot when she came face to face with a male apparition wearing period clothing, which is like olden times, not like period. Oldie time clothes. Oldie time clothes, just to clarify. Um, and that person was watching her while she worked. Um, a hotel elevator operator, and this is from like 2004, said that he had been in his hotel room one night when he heard walking in the hallway. Knowing that the only people in the hotel were like the clerk of the hotel and himself, he went up to the hallway to see who was there, but there was no one. He couldn't go back to sleep that night, understandable. Um, doors have been heard opening and closing on their own, and guests have reported capturing apparitions in photos in the basement. Wait, let's try that again. I don't know why I can't read. I have a degree. Why can't I read? We're extremely tired. We are so tired. But I feel like every episode I'm just like, ooh, ooh, what are words? Ooh, yeah, okay. Let's try that again. Guests have reported capturing apparitions and photos, and in the basement is a place that many will not go. Mm. Uh, suicide took place there many years ago, and many people see things out of the corners of their eyes while they're down there. Eerie feelings can be felt down there as well, and many people say they don't feel alone while they're down there. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's a Franklin. Now, here's the big boy. Big boy. Big boy. The Bullock Hotel, like Sandra Bullock. Okay. Okay. I don't think that they're related, but you never know. You knew I was about to ask. Yep. How do you smell it? Sandra Bullock. Okay. Okay. The Bullock Hotel was originally a hardware store and warehouse founded by Seth Bullock and Soul Star, S O L S T A R. Okay. <laughs> Bullock and Starr arrived in Deadwood in 1876, having moved their hardware store from Helena, Montana, in an ox-drawn wagon carrying mining equipment, Dutch ovens, frying pans, and chamber pots. It's gonna be hecka heavy. Mm-hmm. So I got ox. Oxen. Oxen. <clears throat> the night they arrived, Bullock began to auction off their equipment to the highest bidder. They bought the corner of Main Street and Wall Street to build up their uh, hardware store, and that's where the hotel still stands today. Okay. Um, Bullock had previously been sheriff and sink in Lewis and Clark County in Montana, and after the murder of Wild Bill Hickok in 1876, Bullock was appointed sheriff in Deadwood. Bullock appointed a few deputies. This is just like a history of it. I should probably preface that before I started it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> So Bullock appointed a few deputies to help clean up the town, and they restored order to the area. The store thrived while he was sheriff, and the the store itself survived a fire um, that ripped through the town in 1879. It, however, was burned down in 1894 when it was struck by fire again. Um, So Bullock and Starr decided to build a, as I put this in here, fancy-ass hotel. Forget about this hardware store. We got a hotel here. Fancy, fancy one. Yes. Um, it was built from native pink and white sandstone, and it is described as Italianite. Italianite. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it had a restaurant that could hold 100 people. Um, that served delicacies like lobster and pheasant. It had a large lobby with red velvet carpeting, brass chandeliers. 
oak trim and a Steinway grand piano. Nice. The upstairs of the hotel held 63 rooms with oak dressers and brass beds, and each floor had a bathroom. Wow. Because back in those I'm days, they didn't even have bathrooms in each room. Can you imagine? No. I mean, a, a you have your lady stuff. Yeah. You need to share it. You had to share a bathroom with everybody on the floor. Like, <laughs> that makes us sound very, like, bougie. <laughs> We're just like, and to share a bathroom <laughs> in a hotel. Oh, my God. <laughs> How ridiculous. Okay. Um, a library and parlor were located off the balcony, and it was luxurious, as I put it <laughs> luxurious. Bullock obtained a building to the south of the hotel, and that became the gentleman's bar. Okay. So it's, I like to note in there because I think it comes up again. Okay. I, I think because I forgot <laughs> what I wrote down. <laughs> Seth Bullock died in 1919 of cancer at his ranch near Belfourche. You think I would know how to pronounce it because I took six years of French, but nope, South Dakota, <laughs> and is buried on the high trail to the White Rocks above Mount Moriah Cemetery, which we talked about last week. Okay. Um, his presence is still felt in the hotel, though. It has been renovated over the years, but still holds on to its old charm, and you can even take a ghost tour while you're at the hotel. Oh, cool. And now we're going to talk about the hauntings. Apparitions are said to be seen around the hotel by guests and staff, and also claim that an eerie feeling can be felt throughout the hotel. People report feeling a strong paranormal presence in several rooms in the hallways of the second and third floor, in Bully's restaurant, and Seth's, Seth's cellar. Okay. People report seeing Seth's tall figure in various uh, areas of the hotel. He's supposedly most active when employees are idle, whistling, again, <laughs> or humming in the hotel. Um, so clearly he doesn't like it when people are just kind of like, slouching about. Don't be lazy and don't come in. Don't. <laughs> Get out. You're going to just sit around, don't even clock in. Um, I also wrote, he also, he probably also hates whistling. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Like, what's like not gonna happen here at my not hotel? Allowed. Not at the Sandra Bullock Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> um, plates and glasses have been seen shaking and then taking flight in the restaurant. <sighs> Lights and appliances turn themselves on and off. Items are moved around on their own and showers are also turned on and off. Mm. Um, which kind of reminds me of a story of my friend and I um, in the shower in our room. Sounds really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds steamy. <laughs> uh, when we first, like, we were living in our hotel. <laughs> we're tired. <laughs> we were so tired. We were so tired. When we were first living in our dorm many moons ago, mm -hmm. um, we had some, she would be in the hotel. <laughs> She would sometimes hear the shower turning on and off by itself. Okay. So there we go. I got the story out. <laughs> oh, <you know. laughs> okay, here we go. 
Many guests have reported feeling hearing their name be called by a male voice no. and have had their children tapped by an unknown person, which I put in parentheses. Is it you, Alyssa? Because <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa loves to play a game where she likes to tap people on the shoulder from behind them and thinks that no one's going to know that it's no. her. <laughs> I'm the only weirdo that does that. <laughs> she'll be like right there and she'll be like, ah, look at me. <laughs> Did you feel that? How weird. Okay. On the second and third floors, Guests report strange anomalies in pictures that they take. Mm. Um, alarm clocks going off even though they're unplugged. Oh. Alarm clocks, I should say. Um, televisions turning on and off or changing channels have been reported. Misty figures in hallways and rooms. And an antique clock that hasn't worked in years chiming by itself. Nice. We had a like, like, like clock kind of like that when I was a few years back after my grandma passed away. And mm. sometimes it would like... Just day. go off, yeah. And we'd be like, Hello? Yeah. Um, a cowboy silhouette has often been seen in Seth's cellar, which I think is like a bar or something in the hotel, but I can't remember, sorry. Okay. Um, and the hotel has been featured on Unsolved Mysteries, which can be watched on the hotel's website. Unsolved Mysteries? Unsolved Mysteries, yeah. Like on Netflix, too? That one? Well, like the older Unsolved ones? Unsolved Mysteries. Unsolved Mysteries, where the guy with the creepy blues. Um, Bullock has more stories, of course. Ooh. A woman staying at the hotel noticed that one of her bags had gone missing. Mm -hmm. It contained important medication, so she searched all over the hotel trying to track it down, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, she checked her car again and, not finding it, went back to her room. When she opened the door, the bag was against the inside of her hotel room door. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. It could have only been there. Um, if it was put there from the inside of her room. Mm -hmm. Nobody left, obviously, because yeah. it pushed it open. Yeah. Her way. Um, but of course, no one was there. Um, another story involves a young boy going missing in the frantic search for him. When the parents of the boy went back to search the room again, they found him in the room. The boy said that he had gone out to get a pop, and a cowboy let him back into the locked room. Mm -hmm. He identified Seth Bullock from a photograph as being the one who let him back into the room. Aww. Um, reports of children's voices have been heard from the cellar, which is very creepy. Children go from the worst. Um, at, at the Bullock Hotel, guests have reported smelling cigarette smoke, oh, excuse me, cigar smoke, and employees attributed, attribute it. Okay. Attribute? Att <laughs> to Seth Bullock, who was a heavy cigar smoker in his time. Um, Bullock let people stay at the hotel during a cholera outbreak, and many children who had died from the disease are said to have to haunt the hotel. So that's why they can hear them in the basement. Oh, mm, oh my goodness. Yeah. So, in conclusion, we finally got there. Mm -hmm. Deadwood is the only town that is registered as a National Historic Landmark, which I think is pretty cool. Really? The whole town. Um, the name, like again, I said before. Um, might sound familiar to people who have watched the HBO series about it. Um, the town has been featured on Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures. And that's that on that. Thank you. I finally did it. I didn't mean to clap so late. <laughs> I was ready. Very good. My sources are vhpioneer.com, hauntedrooms.com, legendsofamerica.com, rapidcityjournal.com, travelchannel.com, deadwood.com, and how to Very nice. Nice. That was good. Yeah.
I don't like um, hearing my own name being called. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The vague story is creepy as heck. Yeah. And then the face-to-face with an apparition while you're working. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah, well, heck no. Remember, like, the story that one of the counselors told us about about here? Working um, here? About, like, how they hate working at night? No, I don't remember. But, um, I wonder if she ever told you, but she told me that, like, somebody was working late here one night, and they saw a nun walk down the hallway. Yeah. In in this office? Yeah. Or out there? Like, down Down that that one? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Were they trapped, too? Were they at the back end, and they were trapped, the nun was coming this way? I don't know. I don't know Or did it pass the door? I don't know. Details! This is... (laughs) The hunter down again, be like... (laughs) Tell me more. She already didn't like not want to tell that story because yeah. she was so creeped out by it. But oh. yeah. I like it. And also with like children, your children's story. My <laughs> like you're like we're done. And I'm like no. Tell stories. More stories. Um, one of my uncles is a like a painter, a professional painter. So he like paints houses and stuff. Okay. Um, and he said a few times that like he's been working in houses and he'd hear like kids laughing in the basement when he's been by himself. Or just like lights turning on and off by themselves and um he's seen like things like out of the corner of his eyes like flashing by interesting yeah. so is that's he, just a fun would story. he categorize himself as a believer i would think so because you would think that like he would be like like i saw a ghost but i don't believe they exist okay yeah yeah okay okay your turn you ready yeah <laughs> yeah yeah now, my friend, please don't fall asleep. I'll try. It's a good, uh, not a good story. It's an interesting <laughs> story. You can just give up now. <laughs> well, it's a good story. It, uh-huh. You know, it has to do with murder. So, oh, so I was okay. like, okay. good. So it's like, it's good in the sense that it's interesting. Interesting But it's story. not good in the sense that we're glad that it happened. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Okay, okay, okay. This is another case that happened recently. Oh, okay. <clears throat> they would be like, it happened in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> no, luckily I chose a Midwest story. Oh, good for us. Good. I'm on a, like a year streak now. You are. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> like a, I'd like an award, actually. I'll find one for you later. I have many sources. Ooh. Um, a few come from Inforium.com. Mm-hmm. People.com. Ooh. ValleyNewsLive.com, Crime Online, Ooh. Oxygen.com, Ooh. Um, NIMH, which is National Institute of Mental Health. See? Oh, did you ever? Did you ever watch the movie The Secret of Nim? Uh yes, they're little animals. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. I think I like the book. It's a really dark children's show or children's movie. I feel like there's a lot of really dark children's movies. We just didn't understand it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember watching me, like, already being scared, and then, like, I think back on it, and I'm like, who what? decided <laughs> to make that a children's movie? And who let me watch it? Yeah. Mom. Mom. <laughs> so are you going to say your aunt? No. Nine. Nine. Just my mom. And then last, I found a podcast. Ooh. Because it was mentioned, I think, in okay. another article. That was very cool. Cool. Okay. This is about Destiny Avery. Just for reference, her name, first name is spelled D-Y-S-T-Y-N-E-E, Destiny. I'm assuming that's how you say it. It's a family name. 
Finley inherited it. Mm -hmm. Destiny Avery okay. is originally from Colorado, and at 17, she decided to drop out of school and was working to obtain her GED. Okay. Um, her cousin was in need of some help with her children, and um, Destiny agreed to move to Texas to help her cousin out. Okay. So while she's in Texas, um, Destiny was in contact with a guy she knew from high school, mm -hmm. and eventually after things became serious between them, and after about a year of being in Texas, Destiny moves to be with her boyfriend in Moorhead, Minnesota. Mm -hmm. The boyfriend was originally from Colorado, moved to Minnesota. Mm -hmm. This boyfriend ended up being abusive. Mm -hmm. And one of the boyfriend's friends, Ethan, mm -hmm. offered to let her move in with him. Mm -hmm. Destiny uh, thought of Ethan as an older brother. Mm -hmm. After breaking up with that boyfriend, mm -hmm. Destiny casually dated, and then one day went, met Jordan. The two really hit it off, and eventually Jordan invites Destiny to move in with him and his family. However, mm -hmm. where they moved was, I believe, a trailer, and it was packed. We yeah. had grandma, yeah. we had mom, we had uncle, we had Jordan and Destiny. So apparently, it was very packed, and at yeah. some point, Destiny and Jordan's mom get in a fight and his mom insists that Destiny moves out. Oh. So once again, faced with like homelessness, um, and Jordan was upset about it because mm. they were like soulmates. Mm. Um, he helps Destiny move back into Ethan's apartment. Okay. By this point, Ethan already has another roommate, and she's a woman by the name of Andrea Payne. Um, Based on the articles I read, it sounded like Andrea and Destiny shared, like, a back room in the apartment, mm -hmm. but I believe I heard there were no, like, beds, so they just sort of slept on the couch or in this oh. room on random stuff. Okay. Not really sure. Okay. Um, sometimes when Destiny and Ethan were watching movies, like, Destiny wouldn't fall asleep where she was in Ethan's room. She'd sleep there, but the um, relationship was platonic. Okay. At least from Destiny's side. Sometimes Ethan would sleep on the couch so the girls could sleep in his bed, so. At some point, there's a story that while at the apartment, Destiny's phone was accidentally broke by Ethan. Mm. However, Ethan ended up um, offering, or always offered to let Destiny use his phone no matter how many times she asked. Mm. The reason that's important will come up later. Okay. Additionally, she also had Jordan's laptop so she could use, um, like, Facebook phone, whatever mm -hmm. that's called. You can call out or do messenger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That kind of stuff? Yep. <clears throat> so, on April 3rd, Destiny calls um, and talks to her mom, and it was just basic idle talk, like your, your everyday life stuff. Small talk. She's, yeah, she's talking to her about how she thinks Jordan's mad at her or something, you know, just mm -hmm. stuff you talk about with your mom when you're close. Mm -hmm. And then, um, at that time, Destiny mentioned that she might not be able to live with Ethan any longer, um, and she had indicated that Ethan was part of a program, but that in 2019, which would be just a few months prior, mm -hmm. that program had indicated that Ethan could take care of himself. So I'm going to okay. pause. Okay. Pausing where we're at in the story, I'm going to go back. Okay. So what's this program, right? Yeah, which one? So, in 2011, in April of 2011, Catholic Charities applied mm -hmm. for guardianship of Ethan. Oh, Ethan, how old is he? 
was 18 oh, at the time. Okay. And the paperwork had indicated that Ethan had severe mental health disorders, an IQ of 65, and read at a first grade level. Oh. His relationship with his parents was strained, mm -hmm. um, so that's why they had submitted for guardianship. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, and the annual reports, apparently you have to do annually for guardianship, mm -hmm. Um, stated that Ethan would need support and limited guardianship indefinitely. Mm. The re reports cover a time period of 2011 through 2016. And interesting, the reports from 2016 to 2019, which is where the story was at, mm -hmm. um, were classified as confidential okay. and not allowed to be released. So mm -hmm. um, the articles were able to see all the you know, publicly releasable information mm -hmm. from 2011 to 2016, but anything between those 2016 yeah. to 19 is confidential, can't, can't see. Sure. Um, so Ethan had spent eight years under this court-ordered care, and in 2019, the guardianship was terminated at the request of the organization, mm -hmm. stating, quote, we feel he will do well with his family and natural supports in Moorhead. It will not be detrimental for Ethan to be his own guardian, unquote. Okay. Obviously, it's clear that the 2011 report uh, is the exact opposite of the 2018 mm. report. Okay. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. And um, additionally, in 2011, the report had also said that Ethan's ability to make and understand decisions was compromised, and, quote, the incapacity is permanent, and he will continue to lack the ability to care for himself unassisted to understand complex issues or to otherwise make responsible decisions in his own best interest. Weird. Unquote. Interesting. Weird. Yeah. So I'm curious why they, A, are 100 degree, 180 degree change. Yeah. What's the difference? Did he truly... Did he really change? Or change or learn techniques to cope with certain things mm -hmm. or whatever would be needed mm -hmm. to get out of the program? Or was he, a, I, I wonder too if he was like essentially kicked out. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Those are all questions. Mm -hmm. So I'm unpausing for my story. Okay. So we were just talking about how Ethan was part of a program and Destiny had indicated to her mom that she might not be able to live there in the future. Yep. So now it's the next day. It's 4 4, April 4th. And um, it was typical of Destiny to call home and talk to her mom like three or four times a day. Hmm. And on this day, April 4th, Destiny didn't reach out once. Mm -hmm. And at around 9.30 p.m., Ethan called her mom, mm -hmm. which is Doreen, and Ethan was sobbing and hysterical. Mm -hmm. Ethan told Doreen that he and Destiny had gotten into an argument and she had moved out by the morning time. Mm -hmm. And he was very worried. Um, Doreen ended up not being as worried because she knew that um, Destiny had Jordan's laptop. And mm -hmm. she, once she was able to, she'd give her a call or message her. Sure. So at that time, she wasn't worried. Um, but Ethan told Doreen that she was going to report Destiny missing. That he was going to report Destiny he, missing? Yeah. Ethan okay. was going to report Destiny missing. Okay. Um, in addition to calling Doreen, Ethan also called Valerie Parker, who is Destiny's sister, and said that Dis Destiny ran off with, quote, a car full of guys, unquote. 
Sometime the mm. next day, April 5, April 5th, Ethan calls the, the police to report Destiny missing. He also calls Jordan, Destiny's boyfriend. And Jordan had said in one of the articles that sometime after Ethan called, he was getting suspicion of Ethan. Mm-hmm. What's Covering going his bases. on? Mm. Interesting. April 9th, Doreen calls the police to report Destiny missing, because as we had said, she usually talked to her three or four times a day. Yep. Now we're, oh, I think, five days into not really hearing from her. Mm-hmm. Or not hearing from her. Um, so Doreen calls the police, and she finds out that there's already been two calls about Destiny being mm-hmm. missing. And uh, they were Ethan and then Jordan. And Doreen had indicated that she was very upset because here we are April 9th and the police hadn't called yet and if the reports are accurate um, Ethan had called on April 5th and Jordan sometime thereafter most likely Mm. so she's like what's the disconnect why didn't you check on her mom with her mom if she went home yeah what's going on so I believe if I can do math right about eight days later Doreen finally gets a call from an investigator and he stated that he was going to give her a call back by the end of that day with more updates. So he's probably just saying, hey, have some updates, but I'm going to finish up. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you a call at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I don't know how she did this, but Doreen was able to fall asleep, which you have to sleep, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and missed his call. So the next mm-hmm. day, April 18, mm-hmm. Doreen learns from the investigators that Ethan was arrested and charged with her. Mm-hmm. Destiny's murder, and that he had a $1 million bond. Oh. Ethan was, I believe how the sequence was, is that he was brought in on a follow-up interview for the missing person report, Mm -hmm. and once he started getting questions asked to him, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, his story had changed several times, Mm -hmm. and I just want to point out that he had told Doreen that they got in a fight and she had left and she had already told um, Valerie or Jordan that she had left with a car full of guys. That's two stories that we know. Alrighty. So when he's presented with these questions, like I said, he gave different stories. Originally, he claimed to police that another boyfriend, which is another person, Andrea's boyfriend, who's the other roommate. Wait, I thought she was his girlfriend? No. Mm-mm. Oh, just another roommate. Another roommate. Okay. Andrea's uh, just okay. a roommate. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Yep. yep, so Andrea's boyfriend, who's mm-hmm. the roommate, Andrea is the roommate of Ethan. Her boyfriend hit Destiny over the head with a lead pipe and cut her throat. That's his oh. first story. Okay. To police. Okay. Uh, also, Ethan later claimed that others helped him move Destiny's body to the garage and sort of ordered him to cut up the body and dispose of it. Man. Come on. Okay. Side note, surveillance footage shows Ethan mm-hmm. dragging a tote alone. Mm-hmm. No one else is seen or shows up. Oh, <laughs> so boy. it sort of already contradicted him. Yep. Yep. It's sort of a spoiler, by the way. Okay. April 22nd. Destiny's remains were found at the Clay mm-hmm. County landfill. Mm-hmm. Uh, sad, right? We found her. Okay. Hate it. Alright, so we're gonna rewind. We're going back to the first day. Mm -hmm. April 4th, Andrea Payne, the 
roommate of both Destiny and Ethan, mm -hmm. states, so at some point she gets interviewed, she states that she came home around 5.30 and heard Ethan and Destiny arguing. She sat on the couch and sort of listened to the argument. Mm -hmm. Ethan comes out and tells Andrea that Destiny may accuse him of rape. Oh. And eventually he goes back into the room the two are in and they continue arguing. Awkward. Okay. Interesting. Later on, and with more arguing later, you know, mm -hmm. like, continues on, mm -hmm. Andrea hears a thump. Oh. Ethan comes out and tells her to leave. Oh. Andrea hears Destiny say the words, I'm sorry. Oh. As Andrea's leaving, she doesn't go and check on it, Destiny. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Andrea goes over to her boyfriend's house and, like, tells the boyfriend what happened. Mm -hmm. And they end up just hanging out for a few hours. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Great. Eventually, both decide to go <coughs> to Andrea's apartment. Mm -hmm. And um, when they arrive, they see Ethan, and they notice that he has blood on his face. Uh, at some point, Andrea decides to make a sandwich. <laughs> I know. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <sighs> so Ethan tells Andrea and her boyfriend, who will now name David Erno, mm -hmm. that he just committed murder. And as you've seen here, nobody along several lines ever reported it. I was going to say, I have like a thousand questions, but I'll wait until the end. <laughs> Do you want to ask him now? Well, just mostly just like, what was Andrea, like is Andrea also an accomplice now because... She did nothing. These are good questions. Okay. I think I'll be able to answer those. Okay. That's why I have to wait. So, what is wild is nobody ever stopped and, like, reported it. Yeah. They have plenty of opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> so many opportunities. Next sentence, Anna. Yeah. Eventually, mm. Andrea and David are charged with accomplice to murder Good. after the fact of second degree murder and have a bond of 500000 Good. What was interesting is David had a slightly different story, so I'm going to mm. quickly run through that. He said that Ethan actually called him on the phone and told him he had just murdered Destiny. At this point, Ethan tells David and Andrea to find Destiny's computer and destroy it. Wait, who? Who told them? Ethan, to the okay. murderer, tells mm. the couple, Andrea okay. and David, to find Destiny's computer destroy the De evidence. And destroy it, yeah. Um, David does, and what's really stupid is he also Googled, how to wipe a computer clean. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. So, now we have a new person, because there's not enough. Oh, good. Um, Brandon Erbstasser arrives to the scene. Mm -hmm. The or, uh, never mind. He just, he arrives on He's the, there. on the scene. Okay. Brandon is a friend of Ethan. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ethan had called him twice over the night of the murder to get advice. And I believe based on the articles that Brandon gave him advice on, A, report her missing. Mm -hmm. Two, destroy evidence. Three, refrain from any electronic communication regarding the incident. Do they also have a note that said, <laughs> get killing knives? <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm, that's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> and what are the little ones called last week? I don't know. Okay. Let's see. Uh, destroy evidence. Mm -hmm. Refrain from any electronic communication. Mm -hmm. Call her family and clean the apartment. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks so you're, much. You're a great guy. Not what only fail does he have too. Not only did he give that excellent advice, yeah. but he also came over to um, check on the apartment, see how clean it was. He's like, did you guys do a good job? Cause you, I better you know, check. A tech. I'm the smart one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, even though he did his cool inspection, mm -hmm. um, police did find blood stains on the carpet. Wild. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, Brandon is later arrested for obstruction and a bond of 300000 Okay. So, uh, for months after this murder in April, and mm -hmm. after the remains were found in late April, Destiny's family fought to get her remains released mm -hmm. and brought home to Colorado. Yeah. Um, Doreen was upset because the release kept getting delayed due to contingencies or continuances of the cases. So, like, another motion was filed to get delayed, you know, sure. kind yeah. of thing. And so, nice part is, is finally in the middle of June, her remains were re released. Okay. And um, her family came to Minnesota and had a small candlelight vigil okay. at, well, sadly, at the dumpsters where her body was dumped. Mm -hmm. okay. And also, they were finally able to bring it back to Colorado, and they, I believe, had a celebration of life. On her actual birthday in Aww. late August, August 27th. Aww. Now, we were talking about Andrea and, like, her decision processing, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, I came across an article um, that was from her mom's perspective. Mm -hmm. Her name's Kristen. And she said that over, um, I don't know. She had said that Andrea has had mental health issues mm -hmm. for years and mm -hmm. that um, she, Kristen, the mom, had tried many, many times to get her help, but even after being seen and evaluated, eventually she'd be rela released with, like, a statement of, there's not much that can be done, or something similar mm. that was like, hmm. Like, mm, we don't know. I was kind of wondering if, like, yeah. there was something there. Yeah. Okay. And according to Kristen, the mom, uh, Andrea is borderline, and so I wanted to check what that was. And according to the National Institute of Mental Health, mm -hmm. borderline personality mm -hmm. disorder is a illness marked by an ongoing pattern, pattern of varying moods, mm -hmm. self-image, and behavior. Mm -hmm. These symptoms often result in impulsive actions and problems in relationships. People with borderline personality disorder may experience intense episodes of anger, depression, and anxiety that mm -hmm. can last from a few days, hours to days. Mm -hmm. I was like, well... Uh, being the professional I am mm -hmm. not. Um, I was like, I don't know how that speaks to it, but it does sort of show me she doesn't have the same thinking process. Yeah, it's kind of like that what's right and what's wrong. Okay. Doesn't always click right away. Okay. So. That makes sense. I mean, as also, as a professional <laughs> uh, psychological expert mm -hmm. who took general psychology, abnormal psychology, and uh, <laughs> lifespan psychology, therefore... <laughs> Super, super uh, expert in the field. Very cool. Uh, yeah, it's the right, right and wrong, mm -hmm. right in there. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So Brandon Herb Stosser, Andrea Payne, and David Erno could face up to twenty years in prison if mm -hmm. they're convicted. Mm -hmm. Ethan Broad, 
um, I wanted to give an update quick. He was ordered to participate in a mental health evaluation. Mm-hmm, I imagine. And from what I found, he was fit to stand trial. Okay. And as of July, he, in late July or something, at that po- time of the posting, the defense had like 20 days or 10 days to get a second opinion okay. kind of thing. Sure. Very interesting. I could not find any updates past, like, July. The only updates mm. on those four individuals, any updates were only on Destiny and, like, the funeral stuff. Sure. Very weird. I wonder if they're starting to get, like, the trial Yeah, maybe they're in preps and there's really no update. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't. I just don't know, like, what they can and can't release Yeah. during that time so, like, the jury's not Oh, sure. Effective. Tainted and stuff? Yeah. That makes sense. But... As also as a legal expert, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So, if convicted, Ethan could spend up to 40 years in prison. Hmm. Um, and I wanted to... I don't even think I said the... What happened to her. No, okay. I'm going to fast forward. I'll right. do it really quick. Yeah. Apparently, Ethan hit her over the head and mm-hmm. cracked her skull. Eventually, drags her out in a blue tote to his yeah. garage dismembers her, puts her in garbage bags, throws her away. The garbage doesn't come for a week, and then when it does, it goes to the landfill. Jeez. Yikes. So, question. Yeah. So, he put the <coughs> body tub, we'll just say, mm-hmm. into the dumpster? No. And then the garbage took it? Or he took it to the dumpster? Or the, to the landfill? He brought her to his garage in a tote. Yep. Dismembers her. Okay. Puts her into garbage bags. Garbage bags, okay. In some way. Yeah. Throws bags into the dumpster. Into the dumpster. And I don't... The tote, interestingly, I think, stayed in the garage because there was human tissue on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was one of the things the police found. You would think... the. I mean, like... What the heck, Brandon? Okay, first... Uh, yeah, He's Brandon. the expert. You should have told him. Let's figure that out, Brandon. Come on. Um... But you would think, like, the garbage men would have smelled something then. But, I mean, when was she? It was April. April 4th. And so if she was picked up April 11th-ish. Okay. It's still pretty cold. Wasn't there a snowstorm this April? Because maybe it was during something like that. It was in 2019 that it happened? Or 2020? 2020. Oh, so it's really recent. Mm -hmm. That's my understanding. Okay. Um, Yeah, I can't remember when it snowed. But you feel like you would smell something. I mean, Especially after a week in there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The whole town's got to be arrested. <laughs> just let it come just down throw to the whole town away. <laughs> the town away. Goodbye, Moorhead, Minnesota. Goodbye. <laughs> you're, yeah, done. Anna said you're done. <laughs> well, there it is. Uh, Another nice dismemberment thing. case. I didn't realize that until I started podcasting. Mm -hmm. A lot of them. (laughs) Now we learn so many things. Well, well, gang. That's what we got. That's what we got for you this week. Should we do our outro? Outro? Yes, please. (laughs) Intro? Outro. Intro? Outro. Um, we would love to hear from you. Yes. So if you would like to communicate with us, and we'd like it too. Yeah. You can email us at northernfrights19 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Our Instagram, which mm-hmm. is northernfrightspod. Mm-hmm. Or, and, I'm sorry. And or. Please do rate us on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Give us a listen. 
We're on many a podcast site. Mm-hmm. Um, I would list them all, but I truly don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You can find us. Just take a Google. Just Google Northern Frights, and then it'll tell you where to go. Yes. It might also tell you about some other stuff, but mm. That's all right. That's, that's called learning. You have a great day. You Get some sleep tonight, Anna. I'm going to fall asleep super early tonight. Me too. I'm super glad I don't have to come into the office in the next two days. I agree. Oh, but I do get to see the chiropractor on Friday. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. As long as it's no weather. Yeah. Crack my neck. Crack my back. <laughs> you gotta go. I'm hungry. Don't end that song either. No. Okay. Bye. Bye.